Ready? Okay. Hello and welcome to episode three of Taco with Chaco. Before we get into things, let me just address the elephant in the room. It has been almost a year since the last episode of the podcast. Um, and that's just because school happened and I was a little busy and I didn't get to do any of this. But no matter, because this episode, I have a very special guest, my sister, Dr. Anjali Ann Chaco Sumtabi Gupta. Yay! <laughs> Say hi. Hi, I'm Anjali, and I'm flattered to be here. It feels like I'm on a talk show. This is fun. Oh, is it? <laughs> That's good. First, we have to have our commencement Red Bulls before we get into things. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Set, go. Oh no, my can didn't open. <laughs> it's okay, you're gonna have to just How do I drink out of that hole. I don't know. I'm put your knuckle myself. in it. I'll put oh, my knuckle in it. Oh my it. god, don't cut yourself. I'll try not to. Ah! Did you cut yourself? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It worked. It um, worked. She has a weird bump. Oh, also, let's just acknowledge that Anjali is <laughs> drinking Diet Coke today. She chose to opt out of the Red Bull. The Red Bull's gross. It's very yummy, actually. I'm drinking peach flavored, and I'm drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I actually <laughs> I didn't want Anjali to be my second guest only because I was free. like, okay, if I make her the, the second guest, then it looks like my only friends are my cousin and my sister, and then but, it like, looks who like are you trying to fool around here. But then it looks like <laughs> literally I don't talk to anyone unless they share my DNA. So <laughs> I, I, I was apprehensive to let her be the third guest, but she's leaving for New Haven in less, less than, than forty-eight hours. No, no twenty-four. Less twelve. Less than twelve hours. Oh, I guess you're leaving at five a.m. Yeah, yeah. So she's leaving very soon. So I figured uh, it's now or never, and she would be so mad at me sad. if it was now. <laughs> well, we could do, we could try to do like one of those virtual ones, but no, that, said that was so an nasty. absolute pain. Yeah, so. when I tried with Shayna, that was the worst idea we could have ever come up with. But she's here now. Um, also, here. to acknowledge, I um, call her Chechi sometimes. <laughs> uh, Chechi, Chich. Ugly, all nicknames that I use for her. I do not respond to ugly. <laughs> yes, she just does. for the record. I'll use to address her. So if you hear any of those throughout, I'm talking about her. <laughs> but yeah, how are you? Are you excited to go to New Haven? I'm stressed. Moving across the country is stressful mm -hmm. and expensive, but I'm excited for like my new apartment and mm -hmm. decorating. And tell and, everybody why you're going. Oh, to I'm New going Haven. to New Haven for residency. So I just finished medical school in Dallas. And now I'm going to do my anesthesia residency in New Haven, Connecticut. And I'm very excited and very nervous. But, like, I'm going to finally have a paycheck. Mm -hmm. The last time I had a paycheck was when I worked for Old Navy in Plano, Texas. <laughs> yeah. On 15th Street in Alma. Just kidding. No, I actually do, like, odds and ends jobs in college and in med school. But, like, doing, like, front desk and things like that. But this is the first time I'm going to be making more than, like, 
a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's just like a. It feels like a brand new chapter. Mm. You know, like moving across the country, being Not away from knowing family, anyone there. I have one friend. Shout out to Nishi, who's in med school there. <laughs> yeah. And then I have one friend who's also starting residency, who went to med school. Shout out to Louise there. Mm-hmm. So I have two friends, and Louise's boyfriend is also there. So three friends. Three friends. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it and I was like, when I like start new chapters like that, it's always comforting to have people going into it, but you Mm -hmm. don't usually end up with those people. Yeah. That's kind of how it was for me in college. Like, I feel like the friends that I walked in with aren't necessarily the friends I ended up staying friends with the entire time or like the best friends I walked away with Mm -hmm. either. So I'm really excited. My... Um, residency class has a group me and we're like messaging mm. in it. She has is... so much social anxiety whenever she starts to yes. send a text in that group me. I sent one. <laughs> and there was a lot of social anxiety. I announced it to everyone. I'm sending a message and by the way, my message got multiple likes yeah. and multiple every replies. Time, every time she gets a notification that she gets a like, everyone knows about it. it. I mean, to be fair, I was asking when we get our first paycheck. So I think everyone's mm. interested in this She's topic. very eager <laughs> That's something I'm most excited about. I I guess have a a proper introduction about you as a person. As a human. As a human. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Because I didn't do that. Well, my name's Anjali Chaco. Anjali Ann Chaco. That's the literal one part that I did do. (laughs) Well, I was about to explain what Ann is. Ann is short for Anima, (laughs) which is my dad's mother's name because Mm. she is my godmother. So I'm named after her. So it's actually Anjali Anima Chaco. (laughs) Okay, then I want to explain my middle name. My middle name is Marie after Mariama <laughs> because my mom's mom is my godmother and she's named Mariama. And Fun fact, Shayna's middle name is Mary, <laughs> even though she's named after the same person. She's also named after Mariama. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Okay, well, so that's the beginning of my life. <laughs> I'm Ashley's older sister. We're about like four and a half years, a little less than half a year. Wait, can I interrupt? Um, I was telling Anjali that I one of her... get very far in my introduction. No, no, no we're, we're going to get back to the introduction. It's going to be a long introduction. Um, but I was telling Anjali that um, one of our family friends had told me the other day that when we were growing up, she thought we were, like, so close. And I was like, no. No, I we were hated not. her. We were five... So we were five school years apart, so we were only in school one year in our lives I when I was in fifth grade and Ashley was in kindergarten. Yeah. And I thought I was way too cool to be talking <laughs> to Ashley in the hallways. So we just, like, never were friends. Mm-hmm. We were very much sisters. Um, we bickered a lot. Mm-hmm. Ashley always says that if we weren't sisters, we would not talk to each other. I agree. Because we're very with different. <laughs> we're very different people. I feel like Ashley's like a very emotional, passionate person. Oh. And like, um, I'm just not. I'm like a very practical, logistical. She's very I feel type like more a. recently I've become a little more emotional about things. But yeah, I'm pretty type A. I think Shayna's more type A than I am. Really? Yeah. I disagree. Um, I I think she's a type A in the sense that she's like really like organizational. And Lol, like at Shayna listening to this and us talking <laughs> Just about literally her. you talked about her like three times in the last five minutes. Shayna, we miss you. We're obsessed with you, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, I I feel like I'm type not type B. I think I'm type C. Oh, what's that? I think that's like a combination. I'm like Is ambitious. It? 
but I like am more laid back. I think, okay, I think you're type B and that you don't get things done, but then uh, when you do get them done, you're type A. You will mm. not let it be anything short of perfection. That's why I don't get things done. <laughs> yes. I think I'm type A, then that I get things done, but I'm type B when I'm doing the thing because I don't, I'm like, I just need it to be done. I just oh, need it I to can't be over. That, yeah. I just need this to be com- to completion. Anyway, back going to your back introduction. introduction. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't even remember where I was. Oh, we're four and a half years apart. Yeah. So we're five school years apart. So, and then I went to UT Austin after my schooling here in Plano, Texas. Um, and I went to UT Austin and it was the best four years of my life, hands down. Absolutely love all the friends I made there, all the organizations I did. Um, I'm an Indian classically trained dancer, so I did Parthenopium, so I was on a dance team in college. But and then she got a pole in her leg. <laughs> I don't think that stopped uh, you. But... That didn't stop me from being a dancer. <laughs> I, between college and medical school, I went bouldering and jumped off the wall and broke my tibia and fibula. I broke it, like, came out of her leg. Yeah, it was, like, a really bad break. It was, like, bone outside of skin. (laughs) Uh, It was, like, one of those things you see in Grey's Anatomy. Like, a warning graphic (laughs) language. (laughs) Language. And so then I had surgery and got a pull in my leg. But I'm still dancing. Like, I do, I have a lot of friends who are getting married, who got married recently and danced at all their weddings. And Is this um, what you consider, like, your continuation of your dancing career? Dancing at your friend's wedding? No, okay. No, I you should go like to class career and stuff. Who that's has what time? like that's like what Maddie Ziegler and like all the dance moms girls. Okay, do. I was not a professional dancer <laughs> on their level. I literally just took classes once a week and didn't show up most weeks. Is there the expectation that I have to dance at your wedding? Yes. One thousand percent. I'm also engaged. That's why oh. we're talking about my wedding. I'm engaged yeah. to Anura Gupta, who is also shout out to Anura. If he makes it this far in the podcast, oh, just kidding. You better be here, bro. <laughs> oh, he's also a med student, and we got engaged in September, and we're getting married next October. I don't know what else to say about myself. I really enjoy watching TV. Um, I really enjoy watching TV and movies just just to absorb it right then and there. I don't go on and like analyze and read things afterwards. Um, Same with books and things. I don't know. I feel like that's very distinct to my personality. I didn't realize really? this until recently. But I feel like a lot of people in my life, like you especially, like when you know a movie, you know the inside out. Yeah. You listen to everything about the movie. Yeah. You know everything about I just go and watch a movie and I'm like, that's a good movie and I walk away. I look up all the cast members. Yes. I see everything that they've ever done in their life. Yes. I think it's Fun important. Fact, if you watch a movie with Ashley. No, no, I've will, been trying to be better about this because you made me insecure about it. She will name where each of those actors or actresses have been seen in other movies. Because I'm like, shows. hey, that's my bestie from this movie, you know? <laughs> Throughout the entire movie. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. I've been better about it. No, because, I mean, every time the character's introduced, introduced, <laughs> every time the character's introduced to the film, I'll be like, oh, that's where they're from. I don't say it again later. <laughs> yeah, but that's for every character in the film. <laughs> if I know them. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so, <laughs> bit of a technical difficulty. <laughs> Anjali spilled her Diet Coke on the ground, and we didn't want our mom to yell at us, so we had to address that situation immediately. But, but we're back. 
Um, and the carpet is not stained. Don't worry. Yeah. But we will be inhaling the bleach fumes. Nah. Uh, <laughs> so who knows how this is going to turn fine. out. Anyways, what we were talking about was how Ashley introduces every character on the show for you by telling you every single movie and TV show that they're in. It's a cool party trick, I guess. Because she yeah. can like name someone, and she can name like name an actor or an actress, and name a bunch of different things that they're in. It's just not the most entertaining thing during the movie. That's why I tried <laughs> to stop. Like yesterday, we watched Whiplash with our parents, and you only told me where Miles. Tyler. You asked though. No, before you said he's getting big because of Top Gun. No, that's what. I, no, okay, guys, <laughs> listen. Everybody here will probably know. Everybody on TikTok is obsessing over this man who I just think is a mediocre white man. <laughs> and they're they're like put like putting this edit of him like dancing from Top Gun. Um. And now everyone's obsessed with Miles Teller. So I was telling you like, you know, it feels fitting that we're watching this at a time like this. <laughs> but then you I didn't see. understand yeah, because, because I she's don't not watch Top Gun. No, you know what? You're not in tune with the culture of today. Oh, the Gen Z culture. The culture is Miles Teller. I yeah. <laughs> the culture right now is Miles Teller, okay? And she didn't know that. Anyways, yeah. you were saying that... Oh, I was talking about, like, quirks, character traits about me, about how mm. I just watch a movie just for the sake of watching. Oh, because your like, hobbies are watching movies. That's what you said. Yes. Yeah. What other hobbies do I have? I, I love plants. Um, I'm not very good at it, but she I'm working on it. Um, Don't give her a child yet, Also, God. did you all know that it's really hard to take plants across the country? Like, I've been trying to figure out how I can transport my plants with my move, and I'm not driving there. I shipped my car, and, I'm, and I have no way of taking my plants. I was going to put them in my car while they were driven up there, because you can, like, load things in your car when they ship your car. But this is the most like non-riveting conversation <laughs> for my fellow plant lovers out there. Well, I don't know how to ship my plants to Connecticut, so I'm gonna have to start my plant collection all over again. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. But yeah, that's just a little bit about me. It's a little about you. She um moved out of her Dallas apartment like mm -hmm. two weeks ago, three mm -hmm. weeks ago now, so she's been living at home. Um, something that she's been doing to fill her time, as have I, um, has been watching the Amber Heard versus Johnny yes. Depp case. Yes. Um, I think many people around America have been on top of it, but for us particularly, mm -hmm. we're very interested in everything that was happening. And two days ago, it was two days ago, right? Yeah, it was on Tuesday. No, it was on Wednesday. 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 Tuesday. They, two days ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, the jury came to a decision should we give a little bit of background? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you have the background you want to give. Okay. Basically, this trial is Johnny Depp suing Amber Heard, his ex-wife, from, like, back in 2016, 16? I believe. But he's suing her for defamation because she published this article in the Washington Post, an op-ed piece. Actually, she ghost wrote it. Or ACLU ghost wrote it, but it was, she wrote this article talking about how she spoke out against domestic violence and now being a victim of domestic violence and how like now everyone is out to get her and how she felt her the full wrath of, um, society's society know, against women, world. something like that. <laughs> I don't know. 
basically, she didn't drop his name, but everybody knew that's who she was talking about mm-hmm. because when she filed a restraining order against him, like, everyone knew it was Johnny Depp. So, jo- and then as a result, that's what they were proving, is as a result of this article, Johnny Depp has lost roles such as in Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. For anyone who saw... Warner Brothers just dropped him. Yeah, Warner Brothers dropped him. So, Fantastic well, Beasts actually, and Pirates of the Caribbean. They've, like, made him force resign, basically. Oh yeah, I guess. But it was like they he dropped him. Basically, if y'all saw Secrets of Dumbledore, Johnny Depp was missing. I missed. <laughs> I, wait, I didn't watch it. Did you? Watch I watched it. it. Oh. I watched it. It was it was good, but I missed Johnny Depp so bad. I can't remember what the actor's name is, and I'm gonna sound dumb. He was Hannibal Lecter, and. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannibal. <laughs> I don't think I watched Hannibal. What's it's this guy? He has like basically the same role. This like mysterious gray eyed look. I don't know. I should know what his name is. I forget. But, but he he's he's he took Johnny Depp's role. Oh, he he they recasted his yeah, character. They had to. <gasps> I thought they just took him out. No, this entire no this part was Grind- about yeah. him, Dumbledore, and Grindelwald. So they had to recast Grindelwald. That's messed up. Yeah, so they recast him, and it was. Just that's stupid. I'm sad. Um, anyway, so that's what he was suing for defamation, and then she countersued. Mads Michelson. Yeah, that's him. him. That's him. Mads Michelson, for anyone who's wondering. <laughs> um, but she, ca- and then Amber Heard countersued because Johnny Depp's lawyer published an article, or he made some statements, sorry, he made some statements saying that this was all a hoax and that she was making everything up and she's just trying to get publicity and things like that. And so she countersued saying he was defaming her. So the initial, um, he was initially suing her for fifty million, mm-hmm. and she countersued for a hundred million. Let's be honest, girl can't afford any of that. But I, clearly, she couldn't afford good lo- lawyers either, because the entire <laughs> trial, they were horrible. It was yeah. Mr. Rottenborn and Elaine Bredehoff. Okay, so okay, I have a lot, of, a lot of things to say. First of all, okay, one thing that the trial produced so many of the most iconic memes of my generation, I think. <laughs> so good. It was so good. Objection so... hearsay is something that I think will live on and <laughs> withstand the test of time. Um, but also, like, oh, <laughs> I think I, I think it was really funny seeing all the conspiracy theories about how Amber Heard had a Coke tissue <laughs> yeah, on the stand. So <laughs> people so thought, funny. okay, to explain, people thought that this woman... Um, had put a tissue filled with cocaine in her the sleeve. And she would, like, whenever she was on the stand testifying, like, talking to <laughs> lawyers with a whole bunch of cameras on her, she would pull under this oath. tissue out. <laughs> yeah, under oath. She would pull this tissue out from under her sleeve and then snort a little bit. She'd go... And then she, she'd, like, pretend she was, like, crying and she was, like, fixing her tears or whatever. But obviously, I don't believe that. But then also people were saying that the suspicious liquid in her water bottle was not water. Her and Johnny Depp were both drinking it, though. I really? think, I think it's I crystal think it was light. tea. I think it was crystal light. Well, I don't know, like... But why? I saw him drinking that at some point. I don't but know. But why crystal so light? drink so much crystal light. So much. <laughs> and then there's also this clip of um, her when she was leaving the courthouse. Mm. Um, she threw her water bottle away. <gasps> and then the cop behind her went back and grabbed it from the trash can. Why? I don't know, but isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe they just needed to test it just to be safe. Maybe. But we never gave you all the, what the verdict was. Wait, no, but there's so much more. Well, I feel like, okay, fine, we will build up this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you can't Google it yourself. Yeah, you can Google it. But, but, but the interesting stuff happened during the trial, so. Oh, so, okay, so basically Johnny Depp 
wanted to prove that he is not an abuser. He is not this horrible person that he, he has been portrayed as. And so they televised this entire court case to hopefully repair his public appearance. And yeah, like, like his, he wanted to win in the court of public opinion rather yeah. than the actual Virginia court. So, like, regardless of what the verdict was, it's very obvious that the world wants justice for Johnny Depp. Yeah. And not, I don't even know what the opposite Amber Heard... Justice for Amber Heard. Is it justice for justice Amber? Justice for Amber Turd. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was very obvious throughout the case that, that he was getting the, like, correct, or the, like, re- reparation to his, yeah. like, public opinion or whatever. But it's because, for anyone who doesn't know, like, initially when she made this article, everyone was, like, on her side and was like, oh my god, that's so sad, Johnny Depp, why are you doing that? And then this girl goes on the stand and is, like, lying. Lie. She definitely yeah. perjured herself, I feel. And, like, I think it was really interesting because you have, like, 50 witnesses testifying completely against what she's saying. Not even, like, oh, it could be misinterpreted. And no, she like, called them all oh, liars. Every, every single, single one. one. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I don't like this. Um, but, yeah, so, like, uh, Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, we stand Rock Camille. Star. <laughs> Rock star Camille. I, I'm also a big fan of Ben Chu. I feel like he was, like, a little underrated, underrated the entire really? time. Um, I feel like I really didn't see much of him. I thought, I just loved his reaction. When he was sitting <laughs> down, he's so expressive. You could tell every single thought that was in that man's head. That's and when And when Camille and Ben um, ate the candy after they accused yes. Johnny Depp of being a narcissist for eating candy. <laughs> yeah. Literally, Elaine, Elaine was talking to a psychiatrist who was, like, talking about the is that narcissist. the Spiegel guy or was yeah. it a different? It was guy? him. Okay. It was him, and then she was, he was like explaining the traits of narcissism, narcissism, and narcissistic people, and trying to pin them on Johnny Depp. And then <laughs> Elaine's like, "So you've noticed Johnny Depp's been doodling and eating candy? How and if any? Yeah, <laughs> dude, she, she thought she wait, really, let me finish okay, my okay. And how does this relate to narcissism? Excuse me. <laughs> What? <laughs> and then Ben Chu and Camille Vasquez just popped to candy right after she said that. People are saying that because Johnny Depp is like a heavy smoker, they had that candy there yeah. to help him like fight the urge. I or think so. Because to smoke. And so like, so that he didn't look like he was just like shoving candy as not yeah. the entire team was doing it. Because also Ben Chu had him in like his first couple weeks. I saw him. He had it in his pocket and then he would sit down and he'd pull them out and he'd put them right there for Johnny. <laughs> it was so cute. Anyways, um, I was I was gonna say there's this clip um of elaine <laughs> she's she said um uh, she was she kept she kept asking a question and it kept being objected for whatever reason for here it was for leading it, it was, was for she, leading she yeah, was yeah, yeah, redirecting yeah. amber heard and everyone says she didn't she didn't think amber heard would be able to stay within the scope of where she wanted to amber mm. heard to stay she didn't expect her to like stay within the lines so she was basically feeding her the answers to the questions which you're not allowed to do on directing mm-hmm. examination you can do it on cross but you cannot do it on direct so then she kept being objected by Camille. Um, like she kept objecting for leading, and then she would rephrase the question. She said, "What if any?" And then <laughs> it kept happening. And then I think the the judge was like, "If any isn't just like she said, what if any is not a cure all? Yeah, it's not a cure all." And then Elaine goes, "But it is." <laughs> I was like, 
like, girl, you're going to fight with a judge? It was uh, a mess. That, if you watch anything, just watching that, like, ten minutes where Elaine can't even get a single question out of her mouth yeah, because everything goes, is objective. I'm trying. <laughs> and then, at the very end, they object on hearsay, and then she just stands there with her wide mouth, wide, <laughs> mouth wide open, staring at the judge, and the judge is like, Next question. <laughs> She's like, and then she just like kind of throws her arms up, looks around. No further questions, Your Honor. Ugh, it was so bad, so bad. Anyways, the, we'll get back to the tea on the trial, but <laughs> the verdict was all three statements that um, Johnny Depp had sued Amber Heard for. The jury voted in favor of him, uh, yes. saying that she did defame Johnny Depp. Then the three statements that Amber Heard countersued um, Johnny Depp for, two of them, um, they said, no, it was not defamation. And one of them, they said it was. And they were like, they gave her a little petty $2 million. Um, was it, was it? It was pu- punitive? Or? I think it was punitive and not compensatory. Yeah, because they wanted them to fill out the compensatory. So I think she got $2 million in punitive damages and, and $0, zero in compensatory. In compensatory. compensatory is the one in, in the state of Virginia that the limit is 350000 Yeah. Is it the compensatory one? I'm pretty sure it's... No, no, it's no, a punitive. It's, punitive. it's a punitive. Oh, so she doesn't even get the two, two million. No, no, no. Maybe I think the it's the compensatory. Yeah, you're right. Um, So Johnny Depp got $10 million in punitive yeah. and then $5 million in compensatory. But since Virginia's uh, has a limit... It's actually three hundred fifty thousand, but he's not going to get all of it. She, literally, her net worth is two point five million, and I think that's two point five. Yeah, I think oh, that's I an exaggeration. Even, I thought it was a little bit more than that. No, apparently she's appealing. She's going to appeal because that's the best bet she has for for reducing the amount of damages. But also, people were saying that the statement she made after, because she posted mm-hmm. on Instagram or Twitter or something, um, Twitter. She posted a statement, and she basically just said, jury's wrong. Like, this is a loss for women today. Yeah. I was Um, really annoyed with that. Like, who asked you to be the spokeswoman for domestic violence? What you literally did is you made everyone doubt every single woman who reports domestic violence at this point. Yeah. Hopefully that's not what happens. But, like, that's... She, like, planted that kernel in everyone's mind that, like, oh... You can just like twist the truth and like exaggerate to an extreme mm-hmm. as a victim and then take everything to trial, which yeah. hopefully this showed like, no, that doesn't do that. happen. That doesn't happen. You can't do that. But so everybody was trying to like, not everybody, but people on social media were trying to be like, hey, like have some sympathy for her uh, lawyers because like they're doing a job. So stop like attacking them. They were just doing a job. But Elaine's going on these talk shows now, mm. being like, "Yup, uh, justice was not served oh. today." Like all these things, basically saying that the jury was wrong and that this is a setback for women. And Gail, as in Oprah and Gail, I don't know her last name. She was like, "But um, why do you think the jury thought that?" Amber was lying about everything. And she was like, I really think it has to do with Johnny Depp's celebrity status. Okay, two comments. <laughs> okay. So, on during the trial, they had an ex-TMZ employees testify. Yeah. And basically, they were trying to get him to say that, or they did get him to say, yeah. that he was called, or that TMZ was called to the courthouse the day that Amber Heard filed a restraining order. So, she had notified the paparazzi, and she had notified the paparazzi to take a picture of the right side of her face, because <laughs> she had makeup a little bruise there for the cameras. Yeah. And so, basically, that's what he was there to testify. And so, Elaine gets up there, and she's like, you're aware this trial is being televised, correct? And he's like, yes, I see the cameras around here. And then she's like, so, you're just here to get your 15 minutes of fame, right? And he's like, no, 
actually. I'm actually putting myself in a really hard position, like talking against a very litigious organization. And honestly, I could maybe say the same for yourself when you took Amber Heard as a client. (laughs) Literally (laughs) the entire gallery gasped in response. It was this one guy. (laughs) It was this one guy whose jaw just dropped. He was, so that one guy, he's actually part of LawTube. He's a lawyer from LawTube. And he has been like exiled from from some of the LawTube community, but also not from the others. But some of them don't like have it, won't include him in their streams anymore because they said that as a gallery member, you're not supposed to influence the jury at all. And his reaction was an obvious influence to the jury, even though like there were a hundred other people in the gallery who reacted the exact mm. same way. But regardless, I di- digress. So obviously, Elaine is trying to get her 15 minutes of fame by going uh-huh. on these talk shows afterwards. Like, who's she trying to tell the TMZ employee that's yeah. ridiculous? I will say that Morgan Tremaine has been on TikTok recently. Like, duetting all of these uh, TikToks about the Depp Heard trial, but, like, mm-hmm. making fun of it. And I'm like, you know, you, if you're trying to prove that you weren't doing this for that reason, I feel like you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Yeah, um, true, true, And true, now true. he's getting all this, this following on TikTok. Mm. So I feel like it's a little stupid of him to do that, but I, it doesn't influence the jury's decision anyway. Yeah, at the so, end of the day, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I just think that there was so much about this case that was, like, laughably bad, like... For example, there is these two, there's two pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's this one, uh, uh, actually, no, let me, <laughs> there's one there's picture. One picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, when Amber Heard went to go file the restraining order in 2016, I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. 2016, um, she had that bruise on her face, and while she was in the courthouse, like, her friend was, like, taking pictures of this bruise. They're um, literally having photo shoots. She's yeah. like sitting there posing with her hands in her lap, sitting up super straight, keeping his. It was just being dumb. like solemn, like too. model face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So then she took a picture of that bruise. I guess she was circulating one image that was edited to make the bruise look more prominent. Oh, no, 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 that that those two pictures. Are you talking about the side by side pictures yeah. with the yellow light versus? Yeah. Like, that that wasn't that day. That was a different day that she took. Cause she said she turned the vanity light on, so it wasn't at the courthouse. It wasn't. Yeah, I think it was, but it was. It was the day. It was that day. I she was wearing the same thing, right? No, I don't think so. I don't um. think so. I think it was. I don't remember exactly. There were fifteen incidents that she recalls, <laughs> so I don't know which of these it was. But it was one of the incidents. But she claims that she took a picture in front of a mirror, then she turned the vanity light on, which had a bunch of yellow bulbs around mm-hmm. it, and then so the yellow light was shining on her face. And when the yellow light shines on, shined on her face, you could see extra redness no. on her face. She first of all, she claimed when they were asking her about this picture, they're like, "These, this is the same picture, but one is edited." She's like, "I've never edited a picture." In my life. <laughs> I was like, girl, that's a lie. That's a lie. Um, and so then she was she was claiming that they were two separate pictures taken at two separate times. I mean, like, like same time, but like, you know, seconds or minutes within each other. And then this metadata analysis or whatever, he was like, no, these are taken at the same time, same you can day. You see the seconds. Are yeah. The exact same exact second. Exact second. But one was doctored. Mm-hmm. Um... I think I think the metadata analysis was supposed to be like on Amber Heard's side, but then when he was like in cross, he um, basically he like, basically confirmed because they yeah. were like, "So you're saying these are two separate images, but they were taken at the exact second?" And he was like, "Yes," <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't understand that. Um, and then also like the whole bruise kit thing. That was stupid. Everybody on TikTok was like, "Girl, you put foundation, concealer, and then bruise kit makes it look like a bruise." I don't know. Did you also see the picture of her bruise kit in that picture? So she the took- Milani Cosmetics. I don't know what that oh. is. 
I don't know what you're talking about. So the one that Are you Elaine the brought ice up cream picture. No, you're no, 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 this oh, is yeah, different. Yeah. Okay. The one that uh, the one that Elaine like showed and she showed, I guess, when she was on the stand, it was this little like color correcting kit by Milani Cosmetics, and in um, Elaine's opening arguments. She pulled out this, and she's like, this is the color-correcting kit that Amber Heard had in her purse every day, or whatever. Milani Cosmetics comes out and says, that wasn't created until 2017, post her divorce with Johnny Depp. So, but they could, I guess they couldn't come forward about that, because it's like, actually, I don't know why they didn't come forward about that. I thought they made a statement. Milani Cosmetics made a statement? I thought you said that. No, no, no. Not, like, officially. It was, like, oh, on... Oh, not on testimony. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I see. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. What were you saying? Ice cream? Yeah, so she... John, or Amber Heard took a bunch of pictures of Johnny Depp passed out in different places. Oh! And there's yeah, a picture... I saw, I saw there's a picture of him laying... Or sitting on the sofa with ice cream melted all over his hands and all over his pants and... Vomitous, you know, if you... <laughs> I think they clarified <laughs> that. It's not vomit. Yeah, it's not yeah. vomit. It was just ice cream. And, like, Amber was taking picture of it because to send to her friends and instead of taking care of him, but, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and in that picture, you can see her bruise kit on the table. Yeah. It's like the, um, and it's not like the cover up bruise kit. It's like the one to make a bruise kit. Like, it's like a, a theater, theater bruise makeup, kit. Yeah, yeah, it's a theater makeup bruise kit, which mm-hmm. I think is really funny. But you know how Amber, or, um, Amber Heard's Elaine was saying that the jury was biased and is because of Johnny Depp's celebrity status. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's very interesting that they brought on this data analyst to talk about all of the different oh, tweets yeah. that are negative towards Amber Heard's Amber Heard, which like we can talk about how his testimony was absolute crap. Like, how do you decide what's positive? How do you decide what's negative? Whatever. But he told the jury, the jury that has been told every single day after trial, please do not go online. Please do not look at any information about this trial. Please, like, don't engage with anyone regarding this trial. This man went up there and told the jury, hey, there are one million tweets about this trial, and 980,000 of them <laughs> have hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. Just by the way, if you were ca- if you cared what the, the public opinion... The remainder of them are hashtag Amber Turd. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand how they thought that was going to help their case. But. I really don't understand it either. And then also they were trying to argue that justice for, hashtag justice for Johnny Depp is is defaming Amber Heard, which mm-hmm. I don't see her name in that. So, also, so this is what I was saying earlier. The statement she made, the statement Amber Heard made, and the <laughs> talk show appearances that Elaine is making yeah. are grounds for defamation. He's not going to sue them for defamation, but the fact that they are going on record to say... Um, justice was it, not yeah, served. Yeah, justice was not served means that, like, he could... I guess. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't. I, but, like, it's just stupid of them. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very stupid of them. Everyone says that she's not going to win the appeal since she yeah. got one of the statements. It was actually a blessing in disguise is what lawyers are saying. And also, like, their whole reasoning behind it is that in the UK, the UK trial they mm-hmm. had against the Sun, mm-hmm. that they won. Yeah. And so, like, all of the evidence was there for that. And she, she this is what Elaine was saying on the talk show. She couldn't bring up all the evidence in this trial. Why? Because of some reason, I don't know, I was not aware they of. They kept alluding to that throughout the case. Mm-hmm. Like, Amber would be like, 
I turned in all the pictures. Yeah. I don't know where they are. I turned in everything. Yeah. I don't know. It's not was, up to me. I if was just like, <laughs> you're telling the jury that y'all, y'all can't do your job. That's, that's all I'm hearing. And then Elaine, during her closing argument, kept being like, you don't have this in evidence, but, and then kept talking about things that so aren't I was like, in evidence. You can't do that, girl. Yeah. I don't know. But also, apparently, for the Sun trial, like, obviously, it was a jury trial, so, like, ultimately, the jury had the final say. But mm-hmm. the judge commented saying that, like, someone who would donate this much money to charities could not do, do donate. These horrible donate. Donate! <laughs> cannot do these horrible things to a person. And this was before they, like, realized that. I guess it wasn't brought to their attention that she didn't donate. She only pledged mm-hmm. because they are not synonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, like, I feel like that's grounds for their, them to appeal that case. Yeah. But whatever. I don't think he really... That was the practice case for this case is what everyone says. But... Yeah. I'm really happy with how it turned out. Ashley and I Same. watched it to the verdict together and we gasped at every single... Every yes! <laughs> yes, she had the intent to defame. <gasps> yes, this was done with the intention of malice. <gasps> like, every single one. Like, I knew where it was going. We both, we both before the case had said, I don't think he's gonna win. I think it's and such a hard case to yeah, prove. Yeah, it was only because, like, generally, defamation cases are so hard to win. Mm-hmm. Because there's just, like, it's so hard to prove intent, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second of all, there's so many incident- incidents that she named, it's hard to have evidence for each one, like, to fully prove that none of what she said was correct, you know? And I think one of her lawyers in his closing argument, Rottenborn, he, like, made the... He started touching on the idea that I feel like they really didn't touch on throughout the case, is that, like, it didn't have to be physical abuse for her to be, like, a a victim of domestic violence. It could have been, um, like, emotional abuse. But they were saying... Psychological abuse. (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, he started hitting home on that point, which, like, when you see the text messages that he sent or the recordings that you hear, like, the things that he's saying, and honestly, even the cabinet smashing Mm -hmm. one, like, you're, I would be scared in that situation. And so I feel like that's a level of emotional abuse that could be, like, one could label themselves as a domestic violence victim as a result of. But I feel like they really didn't hit that point home hard enough for the jury. So I remember, like, when that video was circulating, like, during the trial, not, like, back when she published Mm -hmm. cmz or whatever but like i i remember seeing that and i was very like um did you watch made Mm -hmm. you did Mm -hmm. i was very taken back to that because technically that man never touched her yeah yeah but like she was he was aggressive yeah yeah and it was like it she feared for her life and i 100 percent backed her on that and i was looking at that video and i was like i feel like if i didn't know all the other information i would be like yeah and honestly like i'm not sitting here telling you that johnny depp is a saint and i'm so glad he came out scot-free like that relationship was toxic. There yeah. was a lot of bad stuff happening yeah. in that relationship based on the like the evidence and the trial and stuff. But I think what happened is that she is a liar. took a story <laughs> and just spun it way out of control and not a single person cor- can corroborate all of the things that she's saying that are just absolutely wild. And she can't go back on it either because she's been saying these things under oath. Yeah. And so I feel like she's just taken it bigger and bigger and bigger every time she's told this story and, and now I, she's at a point of no return. And I feel like because like every single time it got bigger and bigger and bigger she lost track of her lies mm-hmm. and she started like getting very incorrect with her story you know yeah things were not adding up and i feel like because there was like one thing that johnny depp was sticking to yeah it's very it was a very concise like yeah and well and also rebel. i think a lot of what johnny depp's team was doing especially when amber heard was on the stand was just 
saying, hey, you said this, but earlier you said this. And just, like, showing everyone she's not a reliable witness. You can't listen to her. She doesn't... She's just not consistent in what she's saying. Um, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Mahara, shout out. Um, (laughs) That I feel like, like, as much as I can acknowledge that she's, like, lying and everything about this situation, like, she she was making worse for herself. Mm -hmm. I can acknowledge all of that. But... I also think that society is just so quick to cancel women mm. and not men, you know? Mm. So, like, because I, I, I don't know if you know, you probably don't know about the TikTok drama because you're not in that. I'm not in the but TikTok drama. there is, like, this girl, Sienna May. Mm-hmm. I don't know if no. you... Okay. Well, uh, she, like, there were sexual assault allegations that came out against her, against, from this, like, other TikToker that she was, like, presumed to have a relationship with. They didn't have against a relationship. Against her or from her? No, against her. Oh, like, okay. Jack Wright is his name. He said, this girl sexually assaulted me multiple times and blah, blah, blah. He came out against her and everybody was so quick to be like, hate CNMA, you know? Mm. And I feel like we cancel women so hard yeah. and don't cancel men as hard. Fair, yeah. Um, I, I agree. And so I feel like <clears throat> for people, it was easier to swallow the fact that Amber Heard's a liar and we want to cancel Maybe, her and yeah. she's abusive. I see that because I'm trying to think <clears> of like when she came out and said that Johnny Depp was an abuser, I wasn't like, oh my god, Johnny Depp, I hate him. I'm yeah. never watching anything Johnny Depp ever again. Same I wasn't. I mean, But okay, at the same time, everybody, I know he's a celebrity and everything, but I feel like there's just like all these like diehard Johnny Depp fans that just came out of nowhere. Like I was like, I like I knew people loved him, yeah. but like all of a sudden, like <laughs> everyone's like, I would I die for this man. Depp. Yeah. Yeah, I just have seen his movies. I don't think yeah, I would call myself a diehard Me fan either. by any means. And I like know about him and Winona Ryder's relationship kind of because he got a tattoo <laughs> that's and i was like ooh, interesting but yeah that's the only but thing. no yeah i i agree and i like also i don't know i like part of me is like how could she do something like this this woman is like what the heck is wrong with her and then part of me is also like i feel bad i don't know she says i don't know her i don't know her either <laughs> and she also went up on the stand and talked about like all the threats that she's getting and i don't think anyone deserves that yeah. ever in their yeah. life ever agreed if it actually impacts her in the way that she's showing on the stand, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that everything that she was doing was a performance, so I don't really, like, trust yeah. a lot of yeah. it. But I do believe she's getting death threats because there are diehard Johnny death yeah. fans out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Like, here we are sitting being like, you liar! Like, obviously <laughs> there are people who are taking things, and we're just sitting in a closet talking to a yeah. microphone. Like, like there are people take it to another people screen. on The Bachelorette are getting death threats. I'm yeah. sure that Amber is getting yeah. some. <laughs> I was about to say, just like a really quick fun fact, apparently this guy I went to high school with was oh, yeah. the judge clerk, which I think is wild. I recognized him, but I couldn't remember his name because I haven't been in high school for 10 years. And then he posted on Instagram and was like, oh my god, I knew it was you! <laughs> So I thought that was wild. Like, what a small world. Small world. Also, like, the fact that it was in Virginia made it kind of feel, like, closer to, like, the common folk. I don't know. (laughs) Instead of, like, LA. Yeah, if it was, like, an LA, I'd be like, oh, you know, celebrity (laughs) drama. But it it felt like it was, like, Do you know why it was in Virginia? Because they're they're allowed to televise it in Virginia. Oh, they're not allowed to televise Mm -hmm. it in LA. I don't know if LA is, like, not televised, but I know that Virginia allows you to televise, so that's why they wanted to do it there. Interesting. Yeah. Fairfax County. Mm -hmm. Apparently, people get in, were getting in line to sit in the gallery. Yeah. And you you couldn't line up before 1 a.m. 
a.m. So people would line up at 1 a.m. to get their wristbands. But yeah. sometimes I feel like the courtroom was not it that full. It look that full. Maybe it was like that was, they only let this number of people, and that's just how much it would fill with that number of people. Um, like, they only let 100 people, and the actual capacity was well, because like 150 like, or something like that. Because it looked a little bit empty at times. Because, no, because, like, like first day, last day, or, no, I, mean, I don't know. Uh, some days, some days it was like really full. Other days it wasn't. So that's why mm. I'm like, maybe people left too and during maybe. recesses. <laughs> They're gonna stuff. waste their wristband like that. I mean, some days if I tried to watch every single day of the trial, and mm. there were some days where it was just video deposition after video deposition after video yeah. deposition. It was the most boring thing I'd ever seen, and I was like, why am I <laughs> subjecting myself to this? Yeah. But overall, it was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I got my reality TV. <laughs> which I feel like I shouldn't be saying that yeah. that's mean. It's people's real lives. Yeah. But um, I really enjoyed watching it. And yeah. I also feel like I got a glimpse into, like, because I was watching it through another lawyer who was streaming it. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, getting a glimpse into the law tube community, which I think uh-huh. is very interesting. I think I uh, was brought back to my mock trial days. Oh. I wasn't an attorney. I was actually a witness. Me too. Oh, I thought you were an attorney. No, I was a witness. Oh, I wanted really? to ask. I wanted to ask. I thought you were, because you wanted to, like, you know. Do, I did want to be a lawyer. lawyer at one point, yes. Yeah. But I wanted to be, I, I, I don't know, I don't, I didn't, like, that much pressure, so I didn't want to be an attorney. Mm, it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I was like, I was living my best life. I was. I got, I got best, best witness. I got best witness. <laughs> so, so like basically, they did it, do it so that your first one, you, it's a coin flip whether you're like um, the plaintiff or the defendant. Defense, yeah. Um, and then the second one, you do the opposite. Uh-huh. So I got to do it on the second one, and then the third one. It's a coin flip again, uh-huh. I think, between you and the two teams. Um, and I didn't get to do it again. But the one time that I was did a witness... Did y'all go to the finals? I think it was, like, semifinals or something like that. We so only you, did three. Oh, that's just the normal Yeah. Three. So we had two teams who went. One of our teams no, went No, 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 no. It was, it was like, it was bracket. If we, I was looking at it like a bracket, we did one team. We were against one team, and then we were against another team. And then we went against a team that had, like, won against theirs, and we won against uh, ours. So then we did them. I see. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how it was. I just know that we did three as well. And then our other team got to do more, so we were watching them. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. Mock trial was a fun time. It was. I loved it. And we were, like, in a courthouse and everything. Yeah. I remember, um, shout out to Mr. Lamb. Why are you going to give this shout out if you don't even know his name? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was Mr. Lamb. I I was looking at you because I'm pretty sure you had the same guy. No. I had Mr. Uh, The attorney. No, the attorney. Oh, that came yeah. and helped us. Yeah, it Mr. Was Mr. Lamb. Yeah, he came. Oh my in. god, the little bald man. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if he's still he was there. So nice. Um, we, we had two. I don't remember what the other one's name was. Oh, we only had one. We had. He was the nice one. We had like good cop, bad cop. Oh, really? And Mr. Lamb was good cop, and the other one was bad cop. Okay. Right. Well, we we liked Mr. Lamb a lot, um, and he would come. He oh he I remember the entire time we were in there he would write notes on his phone and then we would go into his secret room and he'd talk about like like it would just be notes like talking about how the judge was staring off into space the entire time <laughs> um, but yeah it just brought me back to my mock trial days and I was very I'm very into like how the courtroom works mm. I in the future I would like to be an expert oh 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 if anyone was wondering Dr Shannon Curry is basically what I want to do with my life. Um, do you Dr. remember her? Curry? She's one who's diagnosed her with borderline personality yes. disorder. But yeah. she's like she's a clinical psychologist with a specialization in forensics, and so I was like, 
you know, she's everything. She, so you would want to do expert witness testimony? I do, because I, I really enjoy, like, the courtroom environment. Um, Seems very high stress. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> if I'm just a witness, it's like, who cares? Know? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently Dr. Spiegel, the psychiatrist who oh, was yeah. on the stand, who was, like, a little bit just... Haywire. I don't know. He was oh, something was a little off about yeah, this man. No man. Everybody, everybody on Twitter was like, um, I think one of his patients got loose. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I saw posts that were like, I wouldn't be surprised if the real Doctor Spiegel is locked up in a dungeon somewhere, <laughs> yeah. and this is his psychopathic yeah. narcissistic patient. <laughs> like, oh my god! But no, yeah. So this man, I don't even know how to explain what he did. He just talked in circles. He was saying things that made no sense. He was talking down to the attorneys. He was it, it, like he was just rubbed everyone the wrong way. No one liked him, but he just came out with an op-ed in Newsweek talking about <laughs> the backlash after he gave expert witness testimony. Yeah, it was like Ew. I mean, I, I assume as like Amber's team, the the people who they are able to hire and who are willing to be on the stand yeah. for Amber is slim pickings. No, yeah, so. that's what they were saying. They were like they probably put a Craigslist ad out, <laughs> <laughs> and he was the only one who responded because no one wanted to. Yeah. Holistically, it was a great experience to yes, watch. Yes, um, I, I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I did. I learned a lot too. Um, I, I, I don't know where like the line between like a real courtroom drama, drama, and like things that were played up because they're on television. Like I don't know. Oh, where you the line think is. there was? Some? Well, like I, I think to some extent, like. I, I was just shocked by how, like, the professionalism sometimes was lacking, sometimes was lacking, like, um, like, with Elaine when she was like, oh, I'm trying, like, do you, do they do that? <laughs> is that real? Or is she just like... So, like, I, because I was watching it with lawyers commenting, they were talking about how, like, for instance, um, Camille's cross-examination of Amber Heard, it was golden. It was just so yeah. good. And they were saying, like, this is, like, TV status, like, movie status is what they kept saying. Because it's, like, everything she had was perfectly lined up. She was able to give get Amber to say something, show the evidence immediately that it completely refuted what she Let said. Let me refresh your memory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what she was saying when she pulled up the evidence. And so they said that usually in the courtroom it's a lot. It's not as smooth as it was with Camille. Mm. Um, so that was like one thing that I got that they felt that they felt like was different from real world. Yeah, but otherwise I felt like they because they were also talking about how during closing arguments, um, Johnny Depp side split the closing argument. Um, the first, so they, they each get like one long one and then one small one. And so for the long one, Johnny Depp side split it, and so Ben Ch- or sorry, Camille did the first half, and then Ben Chu did the second half. So some people were complaining they didn't like the, like, awkwardness of splitting it and the awkward transition that happens between the two. But then some people were like, oh, no, I thought, like, how she, like, had to mic him and she put the mic on him was, like, really endearing and it kind of, like, made them more relatable to the jury, which helps their side. So I feel like those little things Mm -hmm. that happen throughout happen Mm -hmm. and it helps the jury relate or, like, helps the jury, like, kind of make them more human, you know? So, okay, um... I do want to move on from this. From yeah, me too. We, we are exhausted in this conversation. But I do want to bring up that... So I was like... When I saw this stuff on like TikTok and Twitter and stuff, I was like, this is the stupidest thing. People are dumb. But apparently it's a tactic. Hmm. So 
everybody was like, oh my god, Camille and Johnny are in love. They're so cute. They're adorable <laughs> together. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, she's his professional. lawyer. Yeah. He's paying her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like, like, this is so stupid. But apparently, people are saying it's a tactic to make him seem more likable. Like, the fact that Camille's, like, like so close to him. Really? Yeah. So, there are, like, instances where, like, they're talking, but they're, like, really close. Mm-hmm. And I also saw... Th- <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw this TikTok, and she's, like, really close to him, and they're, like, reading something, and her head's tilted. <gasps> and then everybody in the comments... Not everybody in the comments. There's, like, one person in the comments that were like, oh, my God, their heads are making a heart. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was like, are you dumb? Anyway, so they're, so they're, like, be really close. They, like, hug a lot. You know, that kind of thing. People are saying it's, like, to increase his likability to the jury. He did the same thing with Ben Chu. But also, people were saying that it's in order to get a rise out of Amber. I don't know. I don't buy into that. I feel like she's very professional. and I I thought it was just professional relationship. And I think it, it was more like a... Like, in the same way, like, Ben Chu almost cried during his yeah, argument. Yeah, they were just and invested. Then, and then they gave each other a big hug at the end. It was just, like, they had a really close relationship because they worked together very closely for a very long time. Yeah. And they were very invested in the well-being of each other, you know? Yeah. Have you seen that picture of Ben Chu with Johnny Depp's band no. t-shirt on? Aww, it's so cute. That's cute. Bam boy Ben. Um, but anyways. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> from this conversation. We've been talking about it for so long. It's just because we're really invested. In yeah, can trial. you tell we spent seven weeks yeah, thinking seven, about this? Oh my god. And I, also, like, I had COVID. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, there was a good period of time where I was not interacting with anyone. Um, I would lay in bed all day and I would just watch this trial. <laughs> so, honestly, I'm... The, you have I, to justify Yeah, I have to, like, let it all out because now we don't have that anymore. We don't have that outlet. Anyways. Wait, I wanted to make one. <laughs> Okay, yeah. No, I'm just talking about how I ended up. So I was moving when all of, yeah. when I was like really into it. So we literally left our TV plugged in, <laughs> and it was the very last thing that we moved out of the apartment because we wanted to continue watching the trial on the TV and while moving. That is unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, one thing that I have to bring up. And apparently, some of you don't like this content, but I wouldn't be me if I don't bring it up. Phase four of the MCU. There are people who don't like your Mar- Marvel content. Uh, there are just people who aren't interested. Some people <laughs> who skip through it. And you know what? More power to you. Um, but I have to bring it up. Um, so right now, as we are sitting here, Phase 4 has progressed fairly far. Um, all, all of WandaVision is out. All of Hawkeye is out. All of... Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, Falcon and Winter Soldier. All of Loki. Um, and Multiverse of Madness just came out. And now Miss Marvel, I think premiered today. Oh. Um, mm. I want to talk about that in a minute, but first let's talk about Multiverse of Madness. I will just give my thoughts real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it, I, not to be rude, <laughs> I, ha- there were moments that I just like laughed because I was in shock. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shock factor. In yeah, it. I was just like, uh, am I am I watching a Marvel movie? Right now? <laughs> and I I understand people are like, oh, like Sam Raimi's artistic vision, and I get it. But like Sam Raimi is not directing anymore for a reason. Can <laughs> <laughs> we acknowledge that? But it just like wasn't my vibe. I I, I know some people like it. it. It just the horror aspect of it was not for me. I enjoyed it, um, but like I feel like if it wasn't 
a Marvel movie, I would have enjoyed it more because I had expectations for what it was going to be like, and then it was a horror film. Like, and like, not even like a, sorry, but not even like a good one. It was like, it was like a spoof of a horror film with a high budget, you know? <laughs> um, I did not like it either. I thought, there were definitely those shock elements, or there's just like, what is happening? Like, yeah. what? There's one scene. Go to hell. No? No, it's the, uh. the music fight. Yeah! <laughs> that was so weird. That? So basically, if you're still listening, I don't know why you'd be listening if you haven't watched it, but <laughs> if you're still listening, um, there's this moment if, if where... If you don't want any spoilers, stop yeah, listening don't right listen. now. <laughs> um, but there's this moment where evil strange and normal strange pull the notes off of the music pages and then start throwing them at each other. And then it's like, all it's a fight with music. And then they start pulling the notes out of the harp. Yeah, there's, like, one note that comes out of the harp that, like, yeah. cuts the fight and all hell breaks <laughs> loose. And it was just weird. It, like, had no symbolic meaning. No. I, or maybe it didn't. It's just way above my head. And I it was, like, also, like, it. I think, the, I don't remember what was playing, the music that was playing, but it wasn't, like, that was symbolic either. No, it was just, like... It was just weird. Bang, bang, bang. And also, I, I found myself, after the movie, like, trying to recall the Doctor Strange of it all. I was sitting here like Wanda. I have a girl crush on Wanda. Oh, I loved. Okay, Elizabeth Olsen was amazing. Amazing. We love her. Like, I am. I think she made the movie. Every aspect of her character, like her Scarlet Witch character, I could see it in her face. I feared her. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Her motherly character, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I want you to be a mother. Like this is so sad. Mm -hmm. And then those switches between the two, and you could like see it in her eyes, and that like dong that happened when she switched. Oh, yeah, gold. I loved it. You know, um, you know, in Wandavision, there were moments where they would break the fourth wall and look at the camera, like, mm-hmm. stare straight at the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. that one moment that happened in Multiverse, and apparently, it was just, like, one take, one random take that he was just like, oh, you want to do it this time? And she was like, yeah. And they did it, and they kept it. Hmm. And I was, so, I guess it maybe wasn't that, like, significant, but for me, it was significant. I was like, we're taking it back to WandaVision. Yeah. Um, but Interesting. I, yeah, I really enjoyed every aspect of her character, and I... And I did not enjoy any other aspect of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, what was America Chavez? I was <laughs> annoyed. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know for my people out there who were Lemonade Mouth fans. She gave <laughs> she gave such hard Stella Yamada vibes, and like I don't mean Kaylee Kiyoko. I mean Stella Yamada. Um, because like there was this like like angstiness, but it was also like I'm too cool for school. Like I hated that. She was really annoying. That's all I have. Yeah, to say. Like, literally that moment. <clears throat> she was like giving the rules about like hopping through the multiverse. Yeah. She's like, first find pizza. <laughs> and I was like, girl, this is embarrassing. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. Her all of her dialogues. I was just like, Meh, stop yeah. talking. Now, yeah, please. she seems like a a nice girl in real life though. Uh, she, America Chavez. <laughs> yes, the girl who hops through the movies. I met her yesterday. No, the actress, she's on TikTok. Um, and she puts a lot of TikTok. She seems like a fun gal. And I'm like, why did you act like this then? Um, so my other qualm with it is also, so I watched Everything Everywhere all at once, like two weeks prior to this, which is also like multiverse yeah. idea and jumping between the multiverses. And I just feel like, this movie didn't delineate the multiverses very well, so every world just kind of felt the same. 
it's like a diff, like not even not even a different version of the same. It's like a little bit more evil. I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was enough distinction between the different multiverses for me to understand the plot behind each of the Doctor Stranges that mm. came from each multiverse. So I feel like with um, everything, everywhere, all at once, there was more of an explanation for each universe being mm-hmm. the way it was. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Yeah. And I feel like in, just in the MCU in general, like, there are so many things that are happening that aren't explained. Like, like, why does Strange look the same in every single universe, but the Spider-Mans are all different, different you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, there's no explanation for that, and I feel like it's just because they're trying to pull in the comics and stuff, but I don't know. It's just, it was just weird to me, I guess. I also feel like they just, like, were so cheap in some ways. Like, Illuminati? You couldn't think of any <laughs> name that canon. was cooler? It's, it's, like, with the comics. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Like, I... I I had trouble like taking that seriously. And then also every every Illuminati member's death was the most anticlimactic thing ever. Like I don't think so. I mean okay, 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 okay. I think for the first one I was like, oh, like when she was like, what mouth? Yeah, and that then was he like, screamed and his brain blew up. It was like it was like so oh my god, you know? Like I was like, oh and then, but then he was just gone and we moved on. And then we were like, oh bye John Krasinski, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I was sad about that. Um but I do I, I liked the Peggy Carter thing because I was like or sorry, sorry, the Captain Carter thing because um I, I don't know, it just kinda it it just kinda showed to me like she could have killed all the adventures, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I, I, whenever she killed Professor X, I was just like, Burk! dude, that made me sad. Okay, but first like, of all, he is so, he, like, he's so, powerful. so much more, you know? Yeah. I, okay, here, here's my thing. I think that this movie was, there, were, like, okay, for, for, for No, uh, no Way Home, there were so many theories and conspiracy theories that did live up to what I expected, you know, mm. when I watched the movie. For this one, I had so much expectation and nothing lived <laughs> up to it, you know? So, like, for, for example, there was a theory that Professor X was gonna be a part of the movie. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, James McAvoy is also gonna be in it, and, and Magneto's gonna be in it. And I thought it was gonna be this whole, like, this, um, X-Men, X-Men inclusion yeah. into this universe because I also, remember um from from WandaVision I don't know if you knew this the the Quicksilver that was acting as Pietro in WandaVision was actually the Quicksilver from X-Men and it wasn't like the one from the MCU and so I thought that was somehow gonna get tied into this movie literally nothing none of it none of of anything that I wanted to come out of this movie happened and I think that also made me even more disappointed by the movie um I don't know everything just about it felt like a spoof and also (laughs) there was like no were you the one who said it felt like a satire of an MCU movie it definitely felt like a satire of an MCU movie and also like like I feel like this was the movie that everyone thought all of like the Disney Plus Marvel shows were leading up to yeah. and there's going to be so much inclusion of all of those storylines in this movie. Because it's a multiverse so you can yeah. do everything and anything you want. But no, none of it. And they, the, Instead of adding like Haley Steinfeld's character, they added America Chavez. Like, why? <laughs> I didn't need that. And also apparently there's, there's someone saying there, there's a plot hole about how in the first Doctor Strange, they said that the sling rings can open, they, like, help you jump through the multiverse. So then, why do you need America? Yeah. Wait, what's the sling rings? The ones, the the, the ring that the all of the people oh. at the thing have. 
Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they misspoke. <laughs> the narrator misspoke in the first movie. I don't know. Uh, they just were like, ah, oh, no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't, people are getting messy these days in the MCU. I just, I, I really think they forgot about half their plot points. I, I'm just like upset because I feel like, I feel like all of the other shows lived up to my expectations. I more will be than honest. This movie did. I've only watched one division. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just can't get past, like, episode four of Loki. <laughs> so I stopped. I'm going to restart Loki. I don't know about watching Falcon and Winter Soldier or Hawkeye. I don't okay. really care for any of those characters. Okay, okay. Well, let me let me be their defendant, okay? okay. I will okay. be their attorney. <laughs> so uh, Hawkeye and... No, sorry. Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think um, the reason you need to watch that is... In order to have an appreciation for why Sam should be Captain America. You know? Mm, okay. Um, because uh, whenever, like, he did pass on the shield to Sam, I was like... Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, like, that for it. I was like, yeah, I, like, I guess that's that's okay. Um, but, like, watching the show, I just, like, I was like, if anybody but Sam has it, I'm gonna riot. Um, so I did appreciate it for that reason. Hawkeye... I personally did not think I was going to like it that much. Yeah. But I think, um, the Kate girl, I think she made me appreciate the show because I just think she is such a nice comedic relief and her and, did you watch Black Widow? Mm Mm-hmm. Her and Yelena's character. No, wait, I haven't. Have I? (laughs) You need to watch Black Widow. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like there are certain characters... I talked about watching it so much and I never did. There are certain characters in the, like, not great movies that make the movie great. I can't remember if I've watched Black Widow or not. I need to go figure out if I did or not. You need to go watch it if you haven't. Hopper's in it from Stranger Um, Things. No? I feel like I have seen it. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, those are all my thoughts about... Wait, hold on, hold on. Madness, universe, whatever it's called. <laughs> Doctor Strange, not the multiverse of madness. Multiverse of madness. I was Kate Bishop, that's her name. Kate Bishop. Kate God. Bishop. I think she made Hawkeye spectacular. I think she's going to carry the torch very well. Um, mm. But her and Yelena, which is Florence Pugh, mm. wonderful combination. And I think they made the show what it what it is um I, that's the, that's the thing i was like so excited to see them outside of their shows and then and then nothing and did you watch what if i didn't apparently I watched there's the first a lot episode. of references to it in yeah i have heard that i but i know the references strange. because oh. i like went and spoiled it for myself because um, i just didn't care for what if it's like this isn't it's like references it's not real what do you mean? Like, like it's not going to matter. It's oh, just, like, references, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but the next stage of the MCU is Miss um, Marvel. Oh, oh. When does Phase 4? Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the last oh. thing of Phase 4 is. I feel like there's something else, but I don't know what it is. But Miss Marvel is out. Mm. Um, and Iman Vellani, a smiley girl. Oh! Yeah. Pakistani, I believe. Um... And that's exciting. Yes, it, I'm excited for her. But apparently, people are saying that it's giving DCOM, like Disney Channel original movie. 
I love a good Disney Channel original <laughs> movie, though. Okay. <laughs> um, but Miss made a reference to Lemonade Malcolm a moment ago. Yeah, it was a decom back in the day, you know? But Oh, I don't know anything about today's decom. I've never watched a decom from today, but apparently people are saying it's giving that and that her powers are changing from the comics. So from the comics, she, she has this admiration for Captain Marvel. And when she get, gets her powers, she um, morphs into Captain Marvel because that's what she believes, like, the what Super the superhero should like. look like because uh-huh. she has the power to morph into anything mm-hmm. um, or, like, morph her body into, you know. But so she, she morphs into Captain Marvel and they change her powers for the show and they still try and have that subplot of, like, finding herself and appreciation of herself. Yeah. So they still have try, try to have that subplot of her, like, finding herself and appreciation, appreciating her identity as, like, Kamala. Kamala. Oh. Um, and there's, like, a lot of, like, um, Islam culture Ooh, in it. Um, and, yeah, lots of representation. Love, uh, I love that. Uh-huh. Um, we so, could use some diversity in, in the, the MCU. In the MCU, 100%. <laughs> I'm waiting for my brown girl. Um, <laughs> here she is. Here she is. Um, she seems like a cute girl. She's like, I think she's... She young? 14, 15. Oh, she's so young. Yeah, she's young. She's oh. young. Um, it's like, it's about a little girl. I literally don't know anything about this movie. Yeah, I I, all I knew about Miss Marvel is like I uh, the only thing I ever saw about Miss Marvel before like they announced that it was going to be a thing was that um she had a big hand, but it's because she can morph her body. That's why <laughs> that's why she had a big hand in that one picture that I saw of her. Um <laughs> but yeah, anyways, moving past that. The other movie that we were watching that we were just talking about was Everything Everywhere All at Once and um I watched it like last week and Anjali's been wanting to talk about it for a while because a lot happened (laughs) I think I just and when comparing it to Multiverse Madness whatever movie that was Mm. I just feel like they did they did such a better job of like establishing each universe that I have I had real emotions for every character in every universe and like the most bizarre things became something I was emotional about and that I was emotionally tied to. Like, sausage fingers. Like, how was I, like, fighting for that love between the two of them? So, okay, here's my thing. It's, like, I had a very deep appreciation for the cinematography of it all. And the subplot about, like, the immigrant parents Mm -hmm. and their immigrant daughter and her Mm -hmm. being LGBT and, like, things like that. I, I, I had an appreciation for it. Um... There were things that were comedic relief that I was just like, this is absurd. <laughs> but I think that was part of the comedy. Yes. Of it. Yes. But I was just like, I, I think I going into it didn't expect that as everybody was calling it the best movie of the year. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't think people were going to be sticking things up each other's butts. Like that was just not something that I was expecting <laughs> when I walked in the theater. But I will say like, I, I think that in post, like Mahara was like looking up what the directors meant by doing certain things because mm-hmm. she hated the movie. Uh, <laughs> I know. She but didn't feel anything. She just like couldn't see past the absurdity. I of think it. so. I think that's what it was. Mm. But um, she like she saw that the directors kind of like were explaining away certain things that just felt like like no, you didn't mean that. Like shut up. <laughs> you know, really? like because no, they were saying like that the what? multiverse was like a metaphor for the internet. And they, like, went through YouTube videos to find, like, the most absurd thing and, like, kind of made 
those YouTube videos into the things. But I was just like, I don't see the multiverse being a metaphor for that. I was like, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't feel like it was giving that. However, I want to say, like, I did beyond that. Like, I had such um, an attachment to the dad. Mm. And, like, when he was, like, giving his speech or whatever, I just was sitting there crying because he's so cute. Yes. Um, But it, there were just some things that I was, like, having a hard time looking past the So obscureness. I think, like, they, I think that's part of the beauty of it. I listened to an interview with the um, uh, directors as well. It's, like, the one time I do research beyond watching <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, Girl. No, it's because Anurag loves doing that. Mm. And so we were sitting on a plane, and I was like, yeah, we can listen to this podcast together. Um, and it, it kind of felt like they were like, why not? Why not do the most absurd things and make yeah. meaning out of it? And I don't know, feel like the googly eyes and how it like brought so much light into their lives mm. and it was like the source of joy and then the everything bagels, the opposite, like white on the outside, the googly eyes white on the outside, black in the middle and the bagel oh. is black in the outside and white in the middle. And so it was supposed to be like the complete opposite. It's where all darkness is and like, and there's like all these absurdities have like a kernel of metaphor and a kernel of symbolism in there that is just like, wow. You know, you just like have to sit back and be like, wow, that's really cool. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. I suppose. See, like I was like, why is it a bagel? But what what (laughs) does everything bagel do to y'all? But yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that. It was just like, but there was just like certain things that they were like, they were saying that I just couldn't see, like such as the Internet thing. Like, I understand what he was saying about, um. Like, he wanted the audience to feel empathy in the absurdity. Yeah. Like, like, like empathy for a character that had sausage fingers. Like, yeah. Even though it's so absurd, you still see... Or not not the audience to feel it either. It was to have Evelyn mm. be able to see past the absurdity of the certain universes and still be able to, like, empathize with that. But in turn, the audience also. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was... I felt bad for rocks. I was like, oh my god, they fell! <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. I I think I just beyond all of that, the the biggest appreciation I had for the movie was the cinematography. I have to say, fair because it was just like it, it was just so well done in mm-hmm, my eyes. You know, mm-hmm. they in the in the interview where they were talking about I don't know a single thing about cinematography, so I'm probably going to butcher this. But they were talking about how with action scenes, there's like you can like. I forget the words that they use, but you can do it where you just do it all, and we try and do it all in one take or as few takes yeah. as possible, or you just do it over and over and over again from every single angle possible mm-hmm. to create this beautiful image of this fight scene. And they were both both of the directors. What are they? Something Brothers. The name of the directors. Oh. They both have the same name, like John, Nathan, Jacob, something like that. Something bro- the the Johns or I don't remember. I mean, I'm sound dumb now. <laughs> But they, they have the I same name. I thought you were trying name. to go for Duffer Brothers. I was like, that's no, wrong. No, 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 no. They have this, they're not brothers. They have the same name. That's what it, that's what, and they go by that. But they were talking about how, like, they were both in agreement that they're not going to cut corners when it comes to things like that. They wanted to make it as beautiful and as real as possible. And that's mm-hmm. probably, like, the effort is seen mm-hmm. in people who appreciate cinematography mm-hmm. like that. But apparently their action scenes were all choreographed by, like, some, like, 
local guy who <laughs> likes doing this, and he literally just studies like Chinese martial arts That's movies cool. and cool. Um, like choreographing based mm-hmm. on that. But yeah, I I loved the movie. I love a movie that can like make me feel emotional and make me feel really attached to characters, and mm-hmm. I just was so attached to Evelyn's character. Like, Michelle Yeoh just did, oh, excellent. Mm. excellent. I think I... So, apparently, the girl who was supposed to play Joy, it was initially going to be Aquafina. Thank God they didn't oh, go that, yeah. that direction. Because I really feel like... I don't know the girl's name. But the girl who played Joy, I feel yeah. like did a really great job of, like... I also... Yeah, I feel like... I, I guess the only role I know Aquafina from was, was is Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. And she's just way too comedic. No, you know, for from Shang-Chi... Oh, even in that movie, yeah. she's just very, yeah, she's comedic. very comedic. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think I just can't see her. And her voice is also one that like is hard to be like really emotional, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, like, I didn't see her actress. audition for it, so fair, I can't fair, say. Fair. But like, I do think that that this girl was first of all like super relatable. Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. Yeah, yeah. She, there's just something about her that was just like I can see her in me. Yeah, and me in her. Yeah, um, and they're like the angstiness of it just felt really real. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it didn't feel forced in any sense. No, um, yeah, but I just I think. I had the most emotional attachment for the dad. I think he was just so cute. I Apparently, just... he's been having trouble finding work. He's been out of work for a really long time. The actor, Aww. and then they like casted him in this role. It's so I cute. Just, and his voice was so, was so adorable. Yeah, like, he was just so cute. Yeah, and I was just I was just mad the entire time because I was like, oh, I love this man so much, and he's filing for divorce. <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> you know? it's sad. Yeah, yeah. I, and I I also agree. Like I think the subplot of like these parents running this laundromat and struggling to make ends meet was just something I really like just ha- was emotional for and like was there for and I I really loved the movie I want to go watch it again but um, I really loved that movie one thing that like I know a lot of people were saying about the movie was that like immigrant kids can have a deeper appreciation for it do you feel that, that was true about your watching experience I mean I can't I don't I didn't see it with anyone who was not an immigrant kid so I don't know like what their non-immigrant kids relationship or experience would have been but I do think like the language barrier and the like stories about making it in this world were relatable I, yeah and like the deep I don't know like the multi-generation as well home was also relatable in some ways I think for me the biggest thing that I saw was that like Oh, one thing I think majorly was, like, her communication with her grandpa. Mm-hmm. And how she was, like, she had broken mm-hmm. Chinese. I think she spoke Cantonese. I think it was what it was. But it was, like, a broken broken Cantonese, and he was, like, oh, your Cantonese has gotten worse. Or yeah. And I was, like, me every time I talk to Amachi. <laughs> um, but, I, I like, in that sense, I was, like, definitely there with you, girl. But then also, like, a while ago, I always was, like, really scared about how my parents would react to certain actions that I had and I would be like just like I'd be sitting in the car like fearful of going inside you know mm. and I I think there's that scene when she was about to go inside with her girlfriend she was like when she tells you you're fat it's because she cares yeah like I, not, not, not even necessarily with my parents like just like with my Indian people Indian, <laughs> yeah Indian people generally I think that was just like a thing that I had experienced so often and it was just the the way that it was so easily normalized for her, I think, was very relatable for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and it felt I I cause sometimes I feel like with um no, I mean not not 
super often, but sometimes I feel like with POC characters in films, like if the film's not necessarily based around the person of color, like I feel like there's instances of it like not being super relatable. Like if there's like an Indian character in a show where the main character is like white or something, I feel like it's always about... For example, this is just an example. I was watching How I Met Your Mother and we're watching it right now. Mm -hmm. And there's this Indian guy who's dating Robin. And, like, there's so many instances that they're, like, building his character around the fact that his mom loves his brother, his older brother, more than him. And I feel like, like, those tropes are so often depicted in Asian American households Mm -hmm. um, in TV. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's just, like, so many nuances of this film that I felt like aren't really usually picked up on yeah that were addressed and i appreciated mm, because fair. of that just because you, you don't see it a lot you know i can't comment on it because i watched it so long ago and i don't um, remember each of these instances okay. <laughs> but i do remember relating to that character very deeply mm-hmm. and being like i get that like i yeah. get what you're feeling when you are prepping someone before walking in to meet your mom or when your mom makes a like just a comment that you're like, oh, that yeah, taking the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know your parents better than other people. Yeah, know your parents, and they didn't grow up in the kind of household where that is acceptable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I 100 get that. I wanted to speak on the representation because I know it came out a bit ago, but I mean it's not like I've been an episode since then. But Bridgerton, Bridgerton season two. Yes, I wanted to mention it. Yeah, I really enjoyed Bridgerton season two. I feel like they introduced these characters who were re- relatable to some extent. Like, obviously, I'm not relatable. Yeah, I can't relate the to like, yeah, 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 yeah. But to some extent, but also like it was being Indian wasn't their full yes, identity. They I were other things the, other than an Indian. The biggest thing girl. for me that I appreciated from season two was that Kate specifically, because Edwina as well, she was the diamond of the season. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But Kate was like desired by Anthony and like mm-hmm. her her being Indian was not sensationalized. It was no. not even made like a real topic with him. Yeah, it her was just skin tone. It was skin just tone. her skin tone. She was beautiful. Yeah, and like, and it was just, it, she was made desirable just because she was beautiful and mm-hmm. she was just acknowledged as beautiful. And I think also one thing I appreciate is that we don't see a lot of brown representation in women that are darker mm-hmm. skinned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she very much is, and she's very much beautiful, and so we don't beautiful. see it at all. And I, I don't yeah. think I really, uh, like, acknowledge that super hard, because I don't also think, I think I'm just, like, you know, taking all of the representation that I can get. Yeah, yeah, And not yeah. really acknowledging that, like, okay, my my skin tone isn't really, mm-hmm, isn't mm-hmm. really um, represented. represented on yeah. the screen a lot. But, like, I, I do, I think... It, 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 I think it was a, like, a nice little like boost of self confidence. Yeah, know? I think I think that show is very interesting in that it feels like colorism is not a thing on the show yeah. at all. Which in the first season I was like kind of weirded out by it. I was like, so we're not going to acknowledge that this man is black? Yeah. Okay, and um, I think w- apparently like the backstory this is, is what that I like told you. Yeah, yeah. the b- yeah. backstory was that like the the queen when the queen became queen or when the queen married the king that like all racism, racism was gone. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. What a wonderful world that, that would be. That's Shondaland <laughs> for you, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, initially in the books, that's not the case. Obviously, obviously. Edwina is blonde and blue-eyed, <laughs> but, like, Sh- I think Shonda wanted to make it a thing. And also, like, they're, they're I think... I, I didn't notice it personally, but I saw people on TikTok talking about how, like, there, there are instances where they, like, kind of address it, but not, like, dig super hard on it because they just want it to be, like, something that 
is unspokenly true, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which I also have an appreciation for because it, it wasn't like they completely brushed over the fact that Edwina and Kate were brown. It was like they they had a lot of like small nuances in there that were like I think that was all but I feel like that they like talked about their Indianness and yeah. like where they were from in India and things like that. But never was it addressed like, oh, they look different. Yeah. Or, oh, they're darker skin tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it wasn't they like were just beautiful. Yeah. They were just beautiful. They were just talking about their background. Like, yeah. oh she's from yeah, India. Her parents are from India, yeah. Yeah, and like we ha- and grew up with the same gang culture yeah. and things like that, right? And then um like the whole Dee Dee, yeah. like her calling apparently uh, um, That's North Indian. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pick up on it, but it's North Indian. So there were some things that weren't like. Yeah, completely- so they definitely. It wasn't perfect. Like, obviously, it wasn't perfect. Like, they definitely, like, just kind of morphed all of Indian culture. Yeah. In, which, to be fair, Indian is, India is filled with so many different cultures, mm-hmm. so it's hard. But um, they were like. Ca- she was calling her parents Amma and Appa, which is very South Indian. Yeah. But Didi is very North Indian. I don't know where Bon is from. I think it's a North Indian term. Dharma yes. is a very North yeah, Indian. Yeah, Sharma is a North Indian, Indian name. Uh, yeah. Or like not South Indian. I guess people would get offended if I say North Indian. <laughs> yeah, not but South Indian. Not South Indian. And then the, the two girls, like. In real life, they're South Indian girls. Mm-hmm. They're both Dumbillion girls. And so, um, yeah, there was, like, a lot of, like, where are they from in India? Yeah. <laughs> but then there's also the, like, maybe they, like, ancestrally are from one area, moved to another area there's in a, India. A lot of it possibilities. It's yeah. definitely possible. Yeah. Um, but also, like, uh, I'm not going to be su- a big stickler on it. Because, yeah. like, the minute that they're not calling their language Indian, I'm like, yeah, so... <laughs> know? Because yeah. <laughs> that happens all the time. Oh, you for just sure. see it, like, completely misrepresented. But, I, I mean, yeah. I, I personally feel like they did a great job with the representation on the I screen. also just, like, loved the, like, her pre- preparing for the wedding and doing the haldi yeah. and, like, putting turmeric all over her body. Yeah. Like, it's not a very beautiful thing, but, like, it's a very cultural thing, and I yeah. think that was really cool. And then, like, putting oil in her hair, yeah. same thing. Um, and, like, the they're all of their jewelry that they wore throughout yeah. was very Indian and very beautiful. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that, too. I feel like throughout the, um, throughout the series, I heard, um, one of my friends kind of said this. She felt like there were constant just, like, nods to Indian culture. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't, like, in your face, but it was, It was like, there. It, it was, was there. Fun. And it was, like, it's yeah. appreciated. It's appreciated, but it wasn't appropriated. And it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't made the only facet of their personality. Yeah, which I really like, appreciated yeah. that, too. Yeah, like, they definitely had, like, a very older sibling and younger sibling mm-hmm. relationship. And I can acknowledge, too, that... Oh, also, real quick, I just wanted to tell you, did you know, you know... I didn't even realize this. I'm not super deep into like the Bridgerton lore, but um, lore, lore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Francesca is one of the children. Okay, yeah. But you only see Hyacinth and Greg, Gregory. No, Gregory is that his name? Yeah, I think okay. so. Um, yeah, but Francesca is in it. But I guess the girl who was playing Francesca, she, she had this other show that she's been doing. Uh-huh. So they've recasted her. And mm. she's going to have a more prominent role in the next oh. season. Um, well, because she's next, th- she because it's alphabetical, right? So, so no, Daphne it was supposed Eloise to be Francesca. No, it's supposed to be Benedict. Yeah, but Benedict's a male. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, Anthony no, no, no. Benedict Colin. Yeah. So and now they're Daphne doing Eloise Francesca. No. So so here's here's what I've heard. Okay. So it was supposed to be Benedict next, but then um, they oh, were like, no, okay. yeah, no, no, no. 
after Anthony. It was supposed to be Benedict. Oh, well, I mean, Eloise also was, like, in the season. Like, she well, was- yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, like you know, right now it's Daph- Daphne's, it was her season, first season. Anthony's was second season. And now everybody thought third season was going to be Benedict because it was after Anthony. But uh, apparently it's confirmed now it's going to be uh, Colin and Pen- Penelope's love story. <gasps> oh! Yes. So in the books... That love story jump starts Eloise's love story, so then people hmm. think that season four is going to be Eloise's season. To be completely honest, I really don't like Penelope Featherington at all. <laughs> okay, um, I think I, I think that's not little... a hot take. Really? Yeah, a lot of people don't like her. Oh, it's not a hot no, take. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I don't really care for their love story, but I'm really excited for Eloise's love story. <laughs> okay. I'm also curious to see where that friendship goes. Now that she found yeah, out, yeah, and like obviously it's damaged. Mm. I wonder. I want to know if it can be repaired or is this just the end of this? I don't know. Okay, so basically, my thought on Penelope is that yes, I don't like her. Think she's a bad friend, being stupid for doing the whole lady whistle down thing. Like, yeah. like I understand she was trying to protect Eloise by. Writing about her, but girl, you did not have to. You should just come forward, say you were Lady Whistle Down, move on. Um, but I do kind of want to see her, um, like have a love story because mm. I think she's a little thirsty. For Colin. For Colin's... She's in love, girl. But the way that she was also, like, pushing Eloise to be out there and pursue her own love story, you know? You know how people are just, like, love crazy? Maybe, 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 maybe. But, but I think that, like, I just kind of want to see her have that because she's been, like, sitting here pining for Colin for so long. Fair. But at the same time, I'm like, Colin's a jerk. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be with him. Like, he sat there and he was like, ne- Penelope Featherington, never. I was like, five yeah. minutes ago, you were just dancing with her. What do you mean? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I don't really, I'm not really rooting for that. But also, like, I think that I am so for Eloise's, like, strong, independent woman vibe. that I'm not really, like, I, in the books, apparently, the guy that she ends up with is, like, not really that. So I'm mm. scared for that. I don't want that to happen. If it's someone... See, I have high hopes. I'm like, I love the strong, independent woman vibe, and I want to see who's the man, man that can complement that and support that. And that I'm hoping that. that that's what it is. I think yeah. Shonda will do that, because yeah. it's Shonda. Yeah. But I'm... Yeah, I'm a little apprehensive, because I just kind of like her as her own gal, you know? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I'm apprehensive, but excited for the possibility. Yeah, of who it could be. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't know. For, personally, I liked se- season one, but I didn't love it that much. Season two, okay. I loved. I loved season it so two much. was more relatable, and I think that's why I loved. That's it. what I was going to ask. I don't know that if I was a white woman, that I would have the same appreciation for it. You know, fair, 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 fair. So like, maybe I wouldn't like it as. I much. also, but I also feel like. So yeah, like Edwina was the diamond of the season, but it was like Kate's story, right? Yeah. And I feel like Kate is a lot more relatable for the average human than Daphne is. Daphne was just so proper oh, like before she, coming into this All season. she wanted to do was find her yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Her entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, like, didn't relate and, yeah. like, just, I don't know. So, I don't know. I feel like the characters themselves were very relatable. Yeah. I, I could see that. 
Um, but I think because we are brown girls, we have yeah, a deeper extra, yeah, 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 that's fair. I yeah. completely agree. So now I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like season three as much. I think season two is probably just going to be the, the peak, peak of it. Of it for me. Because also, um, Jonathan Bailey, I know he's gay, but he is so hot. Is that Anthony? Yeah. Yeah. He's so Once fine. those sideburns were gone. Yeah. Like, oh, so, okay, okay, okay. Who is this? This is a whole story. So apparently, Shonda, the, so the, so the, the, um, the sideburns were to, in the first season, were to symbolize, um, like, prestige. And, and like, I guess in the time period, that's, like, a thing that, like, you know, your facial hair represents your prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she took them off because she was, like, he's letting his walls down. Oh. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, no, girl, you're, you're just making him more attractive. Yeah, you're, trying to, you're trying to make us fall in love with him. <laughs> so then... Colin this season had this ugly ass little facial goatee, goatee thing. <laughs> um, and apparently everybody's like, oh, it's to make him cuter next season. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare us to like, be like, oh, you're not oh, ugly oh, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, also I heard, I don't, this is probably just a rumor, but I heard that, um, they hired a personal trainer. So Benedict and Colin, I don't remember their real name, but they have the same name oh, in real life. Mm-hmm. So apparently Shonda hired a personal trainer for one of them and it got mixed up and it went to Benedict when it was supposed to go to Colin. Oh. <laughs> and so everybody's like, he's not going to look good next season. Oh, no. <laughs> like, Benedict got the full personal training experience. <laughs> they never clarified. I don't know. Also, um, going back to... The name of the directors that I couldn't remember, it's the Daniels. That's How what they're called. You remember? I just remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Daniels. Yeah. Okay, that's not here nor not, there. Not here nor there. Um but yeah. Bridgerton was I think also Excellent. the representation that I was looking yes, for on the I screen. loved it. Yeah. It's I think it's probably like one of my favorite brown representations. Oh, same. I don't think I have like a list though. But, like, you know how you just, like, watch shows to support? You're like, yes, POCs. Like, oh, yeah, like, never have I ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I, I, I liked Never Have I Ever, but I think the, I just, I felt like, um, in Bridgerton, it just kind of, like, made you feel. And I would say it made us feel less other. Yeah, more Indian. Whereas, never have I ever. She just is like, I'm a brown girl. It's not problems. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, no. Everything. I I do think like like not I that I didn't appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In never have I ever. I appreciated how much like, and I can't even really say our culture because to some degree, like it was in our culture. You know, Bridgerton. No, no, no. Never have I Never ever. Never have I ever. Like, yeah. it, it's like, it's like brown culture, yeah. which I had an appreciation for, but I like, you know, I didn't see myself on screen. Yeah, it was In a lot of ways. Because she's, yeah. yeah, because she's also like, just crazy. <laughs> um, so like, that's one of the reasons that I didn't see myself on screen. But I think like, more than that, it was like, it, it's so many of her struggles were rooted in the, like, I mean, no, not so many of her struggles were rooted in the fact, but like, she like, she blamed a lot of her struggles in the fact she was like a brown girl, that's why she's other, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that to be pushed on me. I want to like, see myself in a different way, yeah. you know? That's just like, only a piece of who I am and yeah. doesn't necessarily need you to be, cause, be the cause of everything that's happening but, in my life. But regardless, I appreciate that show for what it was and like, mm-hmm. like, main that. character, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and like, and, and seeing the otherness of it that 
like brown girls had to live with as they grew up you know mm-hmm. i appreciate that but it was just like a different thing that i wasn't like i liked the vibe that i was getting from bridgerton more than yeah. i liked the never have yeah. i ever vibe and also i think it was just a better show in general but yeah so. and at the same time just like just because there's brown representation doesn't necessarily mean we have to sit here and say we love 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 it yeah like we don't need to feel that burden like i'm allowed to like one show more than the other but we will without sit here being and support like, it it's the worst show in the world yeah. you know yeah we need to watch miss marvel for the very same reason Yes. Um, but, like, Fair. it's like, I don't have to love it, but I yeah. will appreciate it and support it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's, um, I think we're coming up on our time here, so. Oh. Um, I'm going to ask for your opinion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know it's been almost a year, but I still don't really have a solid name for this segment yet. <laughs> I was thinking, and hear me out, one of them, one of my names, uh, Current Cravings. Mm-hmm. Current craze? Nah. Um, Our dad would appreciate that one. I feel like he uses the word craze. Craze a lot. <laughs> um, or our shout out from Schlee. <laughs> Definitely not the last one. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm down for current craving, but then it makes me feel like I should be talking about food. You don't have to crave food. I crave a show. I crave some music, you know? I don't know. I feel like just, like, my current obsession. But it's, <laughs> I feel like so vanilla. Maybe I'm vanilla. You are. <laughs> Maybe you're the wrong person to ask. Everybody out in the universe, please text Can you me. comment on podcasts? No, I don't oh, think so. Okay. I think people usually live tweet as they listen, but I'm not trying to have anybody out here tweeting about this. <laughs> um, so just text me. Send me a little texty text. Um, I was thinking craze is cute. My favorite craze? My current, current craze. craze. I, was, I was thinking current craze, but it was, I was like, is that too much alliteration? I don't know. Um, anyways, um, uh, yeah, let me know. I was thinking about making like a private story just for this podcast, but... Uh, why do you need so many stories? I just, I'm a story girl. <laughs> what can I say? Um, anyways, well, I'll figure out something. Maybe like an Instagram... For the podcast. Oh, you know? interesting. I don't know. It depends if I continue. No, wait and see Let me just, I'll say this. I really enjoy doing this, but I lack the storage to do so. <laughs> um, and I, it's like a really stressful experience sometimes because like, because I lack the storage, my laptop's like failing on me and everything just goes wrong when I try to edit these. But regardless. We digress. Yeah, we digress. Um, Anjali, tell me what your yes. your current craze, your current crave, your <laughs> shout out from Schlee. <laughs> I don't have any shout outs from for, Schlee <laughs> for um, this episode. Is. But I am currently obsessed with Costin Mare. At Costin Mare. At Costin Mare. Isn't it underscore Cost yeah, underscore N underscore Mare? That's not their names. Their names are Meredith and Austin Chichenko. Ooh, sorry, Shushinko? I apologize. I don't remember what it is. But um, they are a married couple who are dancers, and they are so, so good at it, and it's so clean. It's just so satisfying to watch. They are currently doing a ringtone series, so they're going yeah. through all of the iPhone ringtones and making little dance moves to them, and it's just so satisfying to watch. Highly recommend on TikTok. Yeah. And they're also on Instagram, too. Yeah. They're, they're a fun bunch, and they're, like, very... Um, in sync with each other. Yeah. And, like, you can tell that they were, like, born to be partners, you know? <laughs> and their faces are to die for. They came out... They did, uh, like, their... 
oh, their their choreography to my money don't wiggle, jiggle, jiggle, it folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle, folks show. Yeah, yeah, their choreography for that like went viral, and so there's and it's like it's like there's like the choreography for the lay person, and then there's the choreography yeah, for the, the lay person. Uh, maybe you could do the dance. I don't, I don't think so. Not their hip hop. So I they did the, the choreography for like the dance t- dance TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I know this one. I know there are two lay person ones. My money don't jiggle jiggle. She's it's shimmying bold. and falling over. <laughs> you forget this is a podcast. <laughs> no, I just you know I was just not gonna tell them what's happening. <laughs> you did. They didn't need to know that I was dancing. So anyway, what's your current craze my current craze is that we're just we're, go- we're going with um i'm gonna say right now it's running up that hill by kate bush um parentheses a deal with god so the reason this is kind of a two-part situation is this a song okay mm-hmm. if you know you know uh, volume one of Stranger Things. Uh, so this, this is why it's a two part. I wanted to talk about Stranger Things on this podcast, but Anjali, um, has not finished volume one because she it's is watching it. It's too soon to be talking about spoilers she, well, on Well, yeah, podcast. yeah, it's not spoilers. But, um, but I'm on episode two. Or finished episode two. She's watching it with her fiance. Um, I put air quotes behind I it. don't know why she does. Because, <laughs> can you marry this man if he's not gonna watch Stranger Things? <laughs> I, I take full credit. We have been, our family has been planning to watch Whiplash every single night for the past week. So every night I'm like, I'm watching Whiplash with my family and one thirty a.m., JK is too late, so then I didn't get a chance to watch Stranger Things. Well, okay, you need to get caught up. But anyway, I, if you know, you know, I won't spoil anything, but I think, um, the best scene of the series was in volume one of season four. Um, and episode four is. I think says. it's episode four. It's either episode four or five. The scene is set to that song. Um, and now it's like all over my for you page and stuff. And I'm just like vibing. I'm like jamming. I'm like, What's it running up again? that hill. Oh, running up that hill. Nah, 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 nah. You know? Mm. You haven't heard on your TikTok page? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll play it right now. Let's. <laughs> it's okay. I hope you heard it. I don't know. I don't, maybe I'll get copyrighted. I don't know. I don't really know how oh, it works. Oh, did podcast get copyrighted? Probably. I was waiting for mine to get copyrighted. My intro music is stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, um, but it's on YouTube, so that means no, right? Who put it on YouTube? Someone that wasn't the person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways... Yeah, that's my current craving right now. It's kind of a two-parter because, like, I only like the song because of that scene. And I've been watching that scene, like, on repeat. I found this one guy who posted it on TikTok, and so I saved it. And I just, like, sat there yesterday and I was watching it. And then I would cry, and then I'd rewatch it, and then I'd cry again. Like, it's not even that emotional. It was just, like, it was just, like, so beautiful. Anyways, I, I will say Stranger Things is, like, my, I think my favorite show of all time. I don't know why... I think it just has everything that I'm looking for, like the humor, the um, like intensity of it, everything, the CGI, the cinematography. Like I just, I feel like it's just so well rounded. Um, I like it. I don't love this show. I think it's too horror-y for me. Okay. okay. Um, I think it has like enough it. comedic relief for me to mm. still love the horror aspect of it. You know, if it was just straight horror, I think I would have a difficulty. I will say after the first episode. I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to take a break. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. so scary. Yeah, yeah. It's a scary show. It's a scary show, but I have an appreciation for it because, like, everything else. Also, it's just, like, 
the kids are so talented. I will say the cast is a big part of why I like Will it so isn't much. very good. <gasps> okay, is but that a hot take. <laughs> Noah Schnapp, please don't come for me. I love you. <laughs> I love that man so much. I'm sorry. I'm he's like I don't love him like that. I think he's just like so adorable and he's, he's so funny. Cute. But like his maybe it's the, the the dialogue he's given. He's also given the awkward little bull hut character, bull cut <laughs> character. Like obviously yeah. that's going to be difficult to come across his as like face cool just and collected. Like doesn't really change. Oh, like expressions. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he's always like. Maybe it's his character. So I, don't I, know. I haven't seen him in anything else. I want to bring this thing up from episode one of season one. You know how like they they're playing Dungeons and Dragons and then immediately after kid gets snapped right maybe i don't remember i haven't seen season it's, one it, it's just like you know it's just like the thing that okay, happens okay um did i tell you i only watch a show appreciate it then and move on with my life right but like so do i but anyways um <laughs> she says after saying that she's watched the same season over or scene over and over again oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just because i really love that scene anyway so there's this mm, there's a scene at the beginning of the series that's like um they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then there's like this, they're supposed to roll the dice and see if they had a crit hit on the monster, on the Demogorgon mm. in the game, right? Um, and they lose the dice, and they're like, where's the dice? Blah, blah, blah. And then Mike is gone, cause he's the dungeon master, or whatever it's called. And mm-hmm. then they find the dice, and they're like, oh, it's a miss. Don't tell him. And then they don't tell him, they try and run off. And then, um, Mike, no, Will gets on his bike, and he's saying bye to Mike. The, Dustin and Lucas leave. And then he's like, it was a seven. The Demogorgon got me. And it's like foreshadowing, you know? But it was also, this is what I heard that is like the reasoning behind the Duffer brothers doing this, was because we don't get a lot of time with Will to like have an attachment to him and like, yeah, and and he's like gone. care that he's gone. Yeah. Um, so it's like to show his altruism at the beginning mm-hmm. and like be like, oh, this kid is like really honest and his integrity. Yeah, he has he has a very strong strong integrity that you want to to keep in the show. And then he's gone, and you're like, oh no, the in the altruism, you know. <laughs> I see. Yeah. So, um, but then also like the foreshadowing that the Demogorgon got him, you know, whatever. But I I I really really want to talk about Stranger Things when it comes out because there's so many things that I've seen on TikTok about, like, how all the other seasons relate to this current season. But mm. you you don't know about it yet. I've only seen two episodes. Yeah. I apologize. I know. But when I can, when I get the opportunity, I will be talking about it. Um, but yeah. But yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's the, that's that's the, the third team. episode um, of this podcast for you. Do you have anything else to add? I don't think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this was fun, though. Yeah. This was, I, I, I thought this was going to be really awkward, and I'd be like, I don't know, I'd talk in a way that I didn't like. I probably am not going to listen to this episode. Because oh. <laughs> I'll play I'm it, I'm going to have to listen to it on repeat, because I'm going to be okay. sitting here editing it. But this yeah. was fun. Yeah. Like, it, it was a lot more natural than I thought it was going to be. Not that, like, talking to you is unnatural. Yeah, I was about to say, that's awkward. We don't talk like <laughs> no, that. No, I just thought, like, being on microphone, you know? Being but. on microphone, <laughs> yeah. I will say, I think I was surprised, not between us. I just, like, when I when I did it with Shayna, I was surprised by how, like, easily the conversation flowed from topic to topic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, I think that's, like, I haven't done enough episodes to have, like... A lot to compare to. Yeah, a lot to mm-hmm. compare to. But, like, yeah, I feel like it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it went good. It yeah. Went great, you know? Um, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Give us five-star actually, reviews. Actually, though, I think in order for you to know when a new episode comes out, if I do, I don't, I really don't, like, I don't know who my next guest is going to be. You could just do it by yourself again. No, I don't think people liked that. <laughs> really? Why? I'm I will say, you're not boring. You're definitely not boring. You talk differently. <laughs> but I would do the same. Like, when I'm talking, so in this situation, I'm talking to you, right? I have such a fear that, like, when I bring another guest on, it's going to be, like, someone from a different friend group that isn't you and Shayna that, like, sees me talk differently, and then I'm going to interact differently with them, and then it's going to, oh. like, go up on the podcast, and everyone's going to compare me to the other episodes and oh. be like, this girl is Cassie got a different personality. She's like, Pisces. I don't know. She's a Scorpio. Yeah. Is that what Pisces do? They're two-faced. <gasps> mom, guys. <laughs> Her mom. Um, oh, no, it's Gemini. Sorry, it's not Pisces. Gemini. Oh, that's Sara. Mm, yeah, Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I'm just scared that people are going to call me out for being fake, but I promise it's just because, like, you know, your personalities mesh differently with different people. There's a How I Met Your Mother episode about that, right? Isn't it How I Met Your Mother? Where, like, Robin acts Oh, really... it's called... Uh, he, what does he call it? Um, Something... <laughs> Oh my god, I wish I remembered it. Ret- retrogression. I don't remember. He said something funny. It was funny. <laughs> and basically, it's like Lily was like, she hung out there. Yeah, yeah, she hung out with her high school best friend. She was like talking different. She was acting different. Yeah. He was like, ha ha ha. Anyways, I just rewatched it. That's why I remember. But I don't remember the name of it. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank but you. yeah, so this was fun. Thank you for listening to the third episode. Thank you, Anjali, for being of course, here. It was a pleasure. Yeah, um, I'm I, I'm always looking for new things to do and add to the to the experience. Um, and if you're interested in being on the podcast, let me know. Uh, oh. We'll figure something out. Uh, it's really hard to coordinate schedules with people, so you gotta let me know now or never. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening and goodbye. Thanks. Bye. 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 bye.